From the Gorilla Camp, located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina, it is Radio Contra, and I am the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia. Coming out to all of you out there, time to rally around the family with a pocket full of shells. And man, oh man, do we have a lot to talk about going into this holy week this week as we get in preparation for Easter, the most holiest of holidays, the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord in this Holy Week, uh, which is rounding out Lent for all of us out there who observe Lent. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a great time to get together with a family, get together and remember why he died for our sins and was resurrected in conquering death. And it is very, very important in this day and age to remain grounded in that reality that no matter what we see in in the material world, in, in all of the worldly things, that there is the Lord, there is higher power that's always going to be at work, that's at work in our lives. And that really has to be the, the center of your belief system or, or else you're just going to get so black-pilled, so dejected on life that you just fall apart at the seams. And don't do that. Don't do that. But anyhow, it is very great to be with you. It is great to be recording an episode coming at it solo again for the first uh, little bit of time since I've done a solo episode, and I'm really looking forward to diving into this one. Um, Coming off of having a cold, allergies, whatever, that turned into a pretty nasty chest cold, um, then begat into the norovirus, which is, uh, just a boatload of fun that's going around right now. Um, you know, it, it was, it was easier for me to be able to record episodes where I was doing interviews rather than doing solo stuff. Um, so it, you know, it just kind of worked out that way. But um, for all of you who are patrons over on the Podbean patron page, the uh, last segment of the patches are going out. Uh, they will be going out. They will be going out early next week. So be looking for your emails. Okay. Be looking for your emails for all of you who are the $10 level subscribers over there. And there's going to be a lot more new content coming up very, very soon. I had tempted to get some stuff out earlier, but like I said, if, if you're, if you're not able to do it right, don't do it. You know, that, that's just really the, the bottom line. If you're not able to do something right, don't do it. Hold off 
Had a bunch of emails from a bunch of people. Hey, you know, when, when is more of the patron stuff coming out? And hey, it, it is. Okay, it is. There's going to be a bunch of new stuff by the end of the week. We've got a lot of topics that I'm going to be covering. And I'm going to be saving those. Uh, I'm going to be saving exactly what those are. I want them to be a surprise. But um, you can access those through Podbean. By the way, I've explained this in detail in episodes past. You can get these through Podbean exclusively. This podcast is on a whole bunch of different platforms out there. It is growing exponentially by the day. But the Podbean specific stuff is on Podbean. So if you get the Podbean app, you can go through the app. You can become a subscriber over there. You can support this podcast uh, as well as a lot of other great podcasts that are over on Podbean as well. Pretty much everything that you can think of is over there. But um, you can support that when you click on the Radio Contra page. You will see an icon in the corner that's a, a small red icon that says reward. And you click on that. And you can sign up for the dollar level. The dollar level gives you access to the full library going all the way back to episode number one. Uh, the first hundred episodes are uh, back in the archives. So if you want to access those, dollar a month level supporting the podcast, I would greatly appreciate that. $5 level, you get the subscription service. And of course, the $10 support level, which I'm going to be closing off in the near future. Um, because really overwhelming support of that is a $10 level, um, radio contra patch, the brush beater patch, the resistor patch getting sent out to you out there. Uh, so you'll definitely be able to join the family, uh, rally around the family with a pocket full of shells, right? And of course, um, you know, our Patreon page through AmericanPartisan.org, AmericanPartisan.org, Vanguard of Western Civilization Daily News, Intel links and original articles that are up over there. Multitude of great folks from all over the Patriot community over there. So really, uh, it and, and, you know, American Partisan's really grown into something special. Uh, really, really grown into something special. If, you know, in, in the uh, four years now, four years, going on four years that we have been uh, growing and building this thing that has really just uh, become incredible. If, if I had been told four years ago that... I would, I would be at the helm of a website that would get, uh, on average, over 10,000 hits a day, would be in the uh, top 50,000 websites in the United States, uh, top 500,000 websites in the world, and have the number of sponsors and great people who have reached out to me um, over the years that, that would have, I would have, I would have called whoever told me that crazy. Uh, no, that's not possible. And, and to think, to think that that level of influence and then running this podcast and, and that growing into this podcast and this podcast, um, you know, with, with a little bit of special music at the beginning, a little bit of rage against the machine. I used to play rage against the machine a lot 
in the pre the pre 100 episodes i played it quite a bit and uh specifically gorilla radio i thought that it was really appropriate and uh bulls on parade for this 150th episode because i just thought today with some of the things that we're going to be talking about in this podcast that it was just it was appropriate it's very, very appropriate to play that tune, uh, some of the stuff that, that we're going to be talking about. And, you know, I think it fits. I think we might keep it for a little while. Of course, our uh, Radio Contra's original um, Agenda 21, which is um, uh, was some freeware that I found perusing. Uh, different corners of the internet I thought it was pretty cool still think it's pretty cool but every once in a while you need to mix things up you need to mix things up just a little bit and I think Bulls on Parade is a very very appropriate song to bring us into the episodes of Radio Contra especially the ones that are coming up especially the things that we're going to be talking about uh, for at least the next few episodes and uh, folks Real quick, I want to give a shout out to the show sponsors, to the very incredible people that I've had an opportunity to work with and con- and to continue building a, a wonderfully great relationship with. Uh, first on that list, of course, is Jack Lawson, the Civil Defense Manual. Um, that two-volume set, I wrote the communications chapter for it. Definitely, you want... Um, to get those two books to get you squared away and build those foundational skills for a resilient community in all aspects of that. Mutual assistance group, militia, whatever you want to call it, neighborhood protection team, NPT. I think that is a, a very appropriate term that Lawson himself uses for it. But definitely get in on those books. Of course, Blacksmith Publishing, Paul Lefevre, you know, really needs no introduction in the special operations community. An incredible human. Him and Mike Blackburn behind the scenes over at Blacksmith Publishing. They wrote the book, The U.S. Army Special Forces Small Unit Handbook. I'm telling you, they were lifelong instructors there. Um, you know, they, they've literally been everywhere, done everything that you can do in special operations community. And uh, back in episode 97, which is back in the archives, they shared their experiences, their leadership lessons, um, building a team, where they're coming from, their faith. And I'm telling you that that was an episode. It was incredibly powerful. It was one of the uh, my favorite episodes that I've recorded. And um, you should go back and, and definitely give that a listen. But their books, their books are incredible. And I've been putting up links to them periodically. There's a link to them down below in the show notes. That is Blacksmith Publishing. Last and certainly not least, Joe Dolio with his Tactical Wisdom Series 3 volume set. And, uh, man, what an incredible series of books. And what an incredible guy. Uh, had him on several podcasts. He's a good friend, a frequent guest on here. I'm going to have him on again here in the near future. Again, biblically based, very, very spiritual guy in his own right. And he takes preparedness seriously from that angle, as we all should. 
as we all should. So, you know, definitely give them some love, give them some support, let them know that NC Scout and Radio Contra sent you over there. There are links down below in the show notes. Now, uh, coming into episode 150, of course, this morning we were treated to a subway attack. Uh, subway attack in New York City that, um, well, we'll say has some interesting coincidences with it. Um, there's been a few outlets out there that were calling this a massacre. Uh, eh, okay, uh, let's be very specific with words here. As of this recording on 12 April 2022, nobody's died from this yet so you can't can't really call it a, a massacre okay so let's just cut the hyperbole out let's you know this, this was a shooting all right this was a shooting but it was a very interesting one um and, and interesting one because it it happened in new york city and you know anybody could have seen this coming new york city has got a mountain of problems on their hands uh, the new mayor, Eric Adams, who uh, was a cop at one time uh, and then went on to do a bunch of other dubious stuff after that. But um, he was a subway cop, to my understanding. Um, so he made sure that you know people didn't jump turnstiles and all that kind of all that jazz. Well, you know, people are finding out in New York City that the new boss is exactly the same as the old boss. So you had all these people right around New Year's that were cheering. Yeah, we're going to get rid of Mayor Sandinista, right? We're getting rid of him. And it's good. we got this new guy coming in. He's going to be so awesome. Except for the fact that they really didn't realize that um, you voted for the same party. You voted for the same political machine. You voted for the same people. You didn't, you didn't change anything. And, you know, now, you know, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of really dumb people out there who love to tell you that they voted. And that's, that's what we have now. And, and that's what New York City is experiencing now as well. And we're getting what we're getting. And of course, Eric Adams, uh, you know, he, he's gotten abysmal performance as, as mayor so far. He's uh, reinstituted the, the same draconian COVID mandates that are just dumb. Um, they haven't saved not a single life. They haven't done anything that has helped really anybody. Um, and, you know, what's what's their knee-jerk reaction to everything? Oh, let's just ban more firearms, right? Let's just ban more firearms. Uh, New York City's crime is completely out of control. Um, it's completely out of control by anybody's estimation. When you no longer follow a crime control and crime preventative model, when you are not doing the, the broken windows policing, Okay, now Rudy Giuliani had a lot of problems as mayor. He he inherited a lot of problems. He he's he's kind of a problematic guy at times. However, when he came in, he took a law and order approach. All right, broken windows policing, and uh, Bill Bratton as well when he came in as the police commissioner. Broken windows policing, zero tolerance policing means that you enforce even the smallest infractions out there so that nothing goes unpunished. 
And the crime rate went from being the, you know, your aggregate crime rate, your average crime rate, went from being through the roof. New York City in the 1980s was a very, very dangerous place. It went from very high to being one of, um, one of the better places in America, not really, not something I would call uh, safe by any means. Uh, I don't think any of our large cities are, are what I would call safe, but it reduced crime to a manageable level to where you, you know, people actually had respect for the law. They're not doing that now. They're not doing that. And so you had, you know, Eight years under Obama, you had the affirmative action policies, social justice policies, um, the quote-unquote community policing model, which really um, ties the hands of, of officers in a pretty severe way. Um you know, and, and I'm not sitting here, don't don't get it twisted. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that police don't do bad things from time to time. They're human too. Okay, but you have to have a certain level of social control. When you don't have that certain level of aggregate social control, things get out of hand. It's like a wildfire. Okay, and, and that's exactly what you're seeing here in New York City. Um that, that's the first thing that you need to understand. The second thing you need to understand about New York is that where this occurred, this this incident, where the, that this occurred, there were no cameras that were working. Okay, that's been covered on a couple of mainstream media outlets uh, that, that were going back and forth on it in the coverage earlier today. Uh, that's highly suspect to me. And really, and, and this is coming from uh, my very good friend, Conan, uh, training buddy Conan. He is a uh, personal trainer just outside of New York City and um, really incredible guy. He's been down here uh, to train with me in North Carolina several times. And uh, he's going to be running a class down here in July on uh, fitness and you know how to, how to get yourself squared away. So I think... Um, I'm really proud to be hosting that. I think anybody out there that, that is um, needing, and we're all needing in that department, and I'm telling you, he's the most in shape dude I've ever known, and that's uh, special operators and, you know, athletes at, at the collegiate level and everywhere. Conan takes the cake. Uh, but anyway, he dug up this very interesting thing that is coming from the state of New York, uh, their assembly, their state assembly, which is, you know, their, their state Congress, they have a bill that has been passed now, uh, that is going to be severely restrictive of people's rights to carry firearms and to, uh, essentially buy firearms. They, they, they're really coming after the second amendment rights, the, the ones that you have left in New York. And I feel bad for folks in New York because I've had a lot of people from the Northeast that have come down and trained with me and I've ran some classes in the Northeast as well. A lot of great people up there and, you know, y'all are really, uh, suffering with some draconian laws, uh, but they, they're about to get worse. They're about to get worse. So this this proposal, and it's probably going to get passed now, uh, 
Section 1, uh, Section 265.01b of the Penal Law, as added by Chapter 1 of the Laws of 2013, is amended to read as follows. Person guilty of possession of a firearm when he or she possesses any firearm, and that is in bold, possesses any firearm, or lawfully possesses a firearm prior to the effective date of the Chapter 1 of the Laws of 2013, subject to registration requirements of Subdivision 16A of Section 400.00 of this chapter, and knowingly fails to register such a firearm pursuant to such subdivision, or, and this is all in capital letters, knowingly has in his or her possession a rifle, shotgun, or firearm in or upon the following locations, any form of public transportation, including but not limited to railroads, ride-sharing services, paratransit services, subways, buses, air travel, taxis, or any other public transportation service, food or drink establishments, or large gatherings, which for the purposes of this section shall mean a gathering together of 15 or more persons for amusement, athletic, civil, drinking, dining, educational, entertainment, patriotic, political, recreational, religious, social, or similar purposes. Criminal possession of a firearm is a Class E felony. So essentially, essentially what this is saying is if you're in New York, anywhere in New York State, you are going to be a felon by fiat. This is an ex post facto law. They're going to create a new class of felons simply by someone exerting your Second Amendment right. Okay, your Second Amendment right. Your right to self-defense. Now, again, as this as of this recording, the guy in the subway, the shooting incident, he's still on the loose. It's a very vague description that was given of him. He's a black male, five foot five, wearing a, a gray sweatshirt. I mean, come on, that's that's like half your population, you know. That's you couldn't get any more vague than that. Um you know, had one person been armed, one person. You know, it's, it's a really funny thing how when you have enough people who have taken up their right, okay, their fundamental right to be armed, to protect themselves, to preserve the lives of others as well. And, and I can't really think of a, a better opportunity to promote training because, you know, simply being armed is not enough, in my opinion. You need to be trained as well. But just the very presence of that, that's the whole point behind concealed carry laws. You know, Gary Kleck, who is a uh, world famous criminologist, he studied concealed carry laws and the aggregate level crime rate, the correlation to that as it decreased. The first concealed carry laws in the United States were in the state of Florida in the late 1980s. And a lot of the pushback from uh, anti-gun politicians on both sides of the aisle back then, because you got to remember, this wasn't uh, that far removed from the Reagan shooting and, of course, Sarah Brady, uh, the wife of uh, the Secret Service agent who was paralyzed uh, by John Hinckley. She had a, a very... Um, 
very, very uh, outspoken anti-gun campaign that was out there. The, a lot of the critics said that, you know, this, this concealed carry law is, is going to lead to nothing more but a lot more crime. And, and it's going to cause nothing but chaos in the state of Florida. And, and you got to think, like, Florida was at the height of the the cocaine wars years you had the fbi shootout in uh florida in uh miami dades uh you know really fresh in the memories of a lot of people and what happened what happened when you had an armed populace what happened when you allowed people to exert a right that they already had crime rate went down and if you look across the United States, in the free United States, not the state of New York, not the state of New Jersey, certainly not the state of California, but the free states of the United States, the ones that are, are still not polluted uh, as of yet by the, the, the criminal levels of corruption that have come out of places like New York and California and Washington State and Oregon and New Jersey... But what ended up happening was crime rate went down. And Gary Kleck observed this. John Lott observed this yet again and would write about it very famously in More Guns, Less Crime, which I highly encourage you to go and check out. Definitely check out those two names. And it's a very interesting thing. Everywhere where you see a lower violent crime rate, there is a better assertion of the laws. Now, of course, this doesn't exempt certain places. Atlanta, of course, uh, Atlanta is the thorn in everybody's side. One of the highest crime rates in the United States doesn't exempt us from Houston. Uh, Houston is is perennially a bad place as well. Uh, Dallas is another one. But there's a, a Memphis. There's other factors going on there, though. There's other factors that are going on there. There's socioeconomic factors that are going on there. There is uh, internal rot that is happening in there socially and culturally as well. And so if we were able to get a handle on all of that. You wouldn't have things like this. You wouldn't have things like the subway shooting in New York City or terror attacks, San Bernardino, things like that. You wouldn't have this. Okay, you just wouldn't have this. It's a general deterrence model is the technical term for it. But, you know, it's very interesting because this is happening. Uh, this shooting is happening at, at a very, very convenient time politically for politicians in the state of New York, uh, which otherwise would have been a very, very bad day for them. Their lieutenant governor was just arrested this morning and arraigned on federal corruption charges having to do with... Um, some real estate deals that he made in Harlem, which were uh, shaky at best. And of course I had a, a uh, commenter over on the forum who had some, he had a, a very funny take on that. He's from Chicago. He said, was this guy I think he is a uh, alderman from Chicago, uh, which I thought was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, cause that's, that's just the Chicago way. That's just the Chicago way. Uh, but you know, as my friends from up there always love to tell me, but um, you know, 
the point behind it all is, is that it is very, very convenient. It's at a very convenient time for this to happen for that. It's kind of covering that up. You get this bill on the table in the New York State uh, Assembly, which is probably going to pass because we always pass the most draconian measures when people hit a fever pitch. Uh, when the proletariat gets into a fever pitch, well, you got to do something. You got to do something. The leaders, they've got to do something. They got to get out there and lead, right? You got to pass laws. We got to pass laws. If we pass laws, if we just pass more laws, Pete, that'll, that'll solve the crime, right? Of course, that'll solve the crime. And, and, you know, then, then if we just pass more laws, there would be less crime. Right. Or we just end up making more criminals out of people who wouldn't otherwise be criminals. Of course, is that. Uh, and of course, also simultaneously to that, we have Biden saying that ghost guns are now a big no, no. He just uh, picked a, a new person to be the head of the ATF and because of that, we are now going to no longer have 80% lower receivers. I don't, uh, I don't personally know of anybody out there who's ever shot anyone or committed a crime with 80% lower because it's a lot of work. Um, that's a lot of work and it's kind of expensive and it's time consuming. And if I wanted to commit a crime with a firearm i just go steal one um but don't mind me i do obviously wouldn't know what i'm talking about uh but we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna ban 80 percent uh lower receivers now because this quote-unquote ghost guns these, these are uh you know this talking point that that the liberal media complex which is rapidly dying by the way uh has you know, they, they've created this machination. So literally a piece of plastic or a piece of aluminum is now uh, unlawful to possess. Uh, you know, and I wrote a little commentary on this piece. Of course, you can find it on AmericanPartisan.org. There's nothing like a little extra constitutional action to try and boost those dog shit poll numbers. The all-time low credibility of federal agencies across the board. The incomprehensible level of corruption out of your crackhead kid. That would be Hunter Biden, who is a crackhead. Uh, he is a crackhead, by the way. It's, it's documented. It is on record. Uh, and handling America's enemies in the most idiotic, irresponsible way possible. Uh, we still haven't addressed BRICS, the economic alliance, uh, which has begat Belt and Road. Uh, we have not addressed any of that. We are approaching dealing with Russia in the completely wrong way possible. Uh, we're fighting over institutionalized corruption in Ukraine for absolutely no gain to the American people. And there is a war about to kick off between Colombia and Venezuela with the Russians and Chinese backing the Venezuelans lock in stock. And we're not doing anything about it. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, inflation here uh, domestically is at an all time high. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, we are dealing with America's enemies in the most idiotic, irresponsible way possible. And the best thing that this retard can do is uh, ban ghost guns, ban 80% receivers. Wasn't it Occupy Democrats that just a month ago 
were lauding how uh, great it was that the Ukrainian people were, were armed and taking to the streets. And yet they're fully behind this measure because we've got to, we just got to take the guns out of everybody's hands, right? It's, yeah. Yep. More duplicitous action on part of those who are uh, below room temperature IQ. But uh, anyhow, they're worried about 80% receivers when the guy with nuclear codes is quite literally the laughing stock of the world. Uh, he's being made fun of in every corner of the world. He's being made fun of among our allies in uh, very uh, serious, not funny ways, including a skit that was put on in English in Saudi Arabia, uh, where they literally, they literally made Biden into a puppet who was being puppeteered by uh, the vice president by Kamala Harris and uh, the actresses playing Kamala Harris. This is, uh, of course it was a, it was an actor because it was Saudi Arabian TV, but th- this is ha ha funny at first glance, but it's actually kind of disturbing when you think about it because the Saudi Arabians control a major portion of our economy and the uh, the inflationary index and the daily amounts of money that are exchanged on a daily basis that uh, they control that segment of the economy. Uh, so this guy is quite literally the laughing stock of the world. I'm genuinely not interested in anything that he has to say about any policies. If he had any honor among him he would step down now or his handlers would have him step down but he's an unlawful president to begin with and we know this okay we, we know this nothing more to, to talk about there we, we know what it is we know what he is um and and for any of you thinking that 2022 is going to be any different oh we're, we're really going to do something in the midterms yeah yeah okay uh sure sure we will sure we will but um, anyway, President Biden has had incremental success at implementing gun control through executive actions, rolling out a rule last year to regulate pistol stabilizing braces, uh, which is due to go into effect in August, to my understanding, uh, and directing his Justice Department to target gun traffickers. Well, he should immediately target uh, himself for smuggling arms to civilians and people who should be labeled as terrorists, neo-Nazi terrorists, by the way, in Ukraine, uh, arming them. And, uh, of course, his predecessor, just before Trump, uh, his, the, the guy that he served as vice president under, who was trafficking arms into Mexico, Project Gunwalker. Yeah, uh, so anyway, about that, we, we just act like that don't happen, right? That, yeah, we'll just forget about that one. But uh, he is announcing a new crackdown on ghost guns. While the president touted his administration's actions in a rambling, incoherent speech, he also said that this should just be the start and called on Congress to pass laws on gun control and potentially or a politically contentious issue that has been deadlocked in the legislature for the past decade, as it should be. We need Congress to pass universal background checks. We already have those. They're called NICS checks. 
already have them. It's already a universal background check. Um, called Nick checks. Your own federal agency is in charge of it. And if you knew what you were talking about, you would know that. Uh, but he went on. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Biden was referring to the 1994 federal assault weapons ban that Congress passed when he was a senator and expired in 2004. A study conducted that year for the Department of Justice found that the ban's impact on guns violence is likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for reliable measurement. It was too small for reliable measurement. It had absolutely no impact on that whatsoever on the aggregate crime level. And the aggregate crime level went down because we had actual enforcement of the laws. Laws, real laws, like murder and, you know, drug dealing and underage prostitution and human trafficking and things like that. Uh, the president also called for Congress to eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. Gun manufacturers have more immunity from liability than any other American industry. Ooh, oh, they do. Uh, so they have never had to take responsibility for the death and destruction their products cause, the president said Monday. Ooh, boy, that is interesting. That is an interesting statement because Big Pharma... And Dr. Anthony Fauci was not reached for comment. And it is very, very interesting because we have Pfizer, who is a major donor to the Democrat Party and to Democrat politicians, who is fighting tooth and nail right now to keep the results of their very toxic vaccines under wraps. Hmm. How many people have they injured? How many people have they harmed? Gun manufacturers, gun manufacturers haven't hurt anybody. That's a lie. That's a, that, that is a lie. Of course, look at who this is coming from, however. Look at who this is coming from. Look at the person and the people who are promoting this crap. Look at who it's coming from. So, moving down the list here, Philadelphia is going to restore indoor mask mandates as quote-unquote cases rise. Uh, so, we see that, of course, election fraud is back on the menu. For all you Pollyannas out there, well, you know, in 2022, it's, it's, it's going to be a red wave coming. Patriots are in control, and it's this is going to happen, and I'm going to get a pony, and, um, you know, all the great things, right? All, all, all the cool things are going to happen. Yeah, right. Okay. Sure. Philadelphia, one of the cities that was at the heart of, of the major election fraud, they're out there, they're, they're telegraphing their intent, intent right here. They're telling you what they're getting ready to do. They're telling us that they're going to do this. And, and a little prediction here, you're going to see this in many cities across the United States in blue states, or at least purple states. They're going to say, well, you know, 
we, we we have to we have to reinstate these mandates. Boy, you 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 really just can't be free, and all you evil right wingers that just want to keep your mask off. You super spreader events. It's just super spreader events. And see, China, China, see they they're they're staying ahead of this, and and they've got another uh, mutation out there, and they're you know they're they're just staying ahead of all this, and we're gonna have to be more like them. We have heard this lie before. We have been lied to like this before. We're going to be lied to like this again. And they're pulling it out just in time for another election. When are you people going to wake up? When are you going to wake up to this rigged game? They're going to do it again. The steal is happening again. We didn't put a stop to it the first time. They will do this again, and they are going to continue to do this. They are going to continue to do this forever and ever until someone finally puts their foot down. That, of course, is the duty of the alternative media, and that is the duty of all of you out there. And it is always interesting to me, having done this now for... uh, Seven years, going into the seventh year of writing, blogging, activism, training folks out there, uh, putting my heart and soul into this. It, it is always very interesting to me how so many people claim they're free thinkers, they're independent, they're... I think for me and I'm me and I'm the I'm the center of things and I'm going to determine my own reality and yet and yet interestingly enough you always need a leader you always need someone to speak for you you always need someone to act on your behalf because well, acting on your own would just be too risky. It's very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me. Uh, you know, when when I was in the Army and in some of the various units that I was in, when we would run a selection to weed out folks and, and kind of pick your team, quote-unquote, you're always looking for, at the heart, who is a self-starter? Who is somebody who is going to take that initiative to do things without being told? And so, coming from that world, I just assumed that this this was going to be what people were going to do. And You could just offer up to them the knowledge, and they, they were just going to do it, right? And then you find out, later on down the road, that's, that's really not necessarily the case. Um, you find out, now, among the young generation, among Generation Z, uh, the Millennials and Generation Z, I find that that is the case more often than not. There are a lot of self-starters out of necessity. And getting a lot of those younger folks in training that are getting out there, it's really uh, something great that I'm seeing. But the older generations, they, they kind of need to be prodded a little bit. And even still, you know... Let's, let's face it, a lot of folks are not going to do things. They're not going to color outside of the box. They're not going to do things they need to do. They're not going to do the things that need to be done and need to be doing to get out there and engage with the community because that's just too hard. 
Well, I'm just going to trust what the TV tells me. I'm going to trust what the man on the TV tells me. And Well, I'll, I'll just go out to that pro-gun rally and stand around until it's just about supper time. And then I'm going to go to the Golden Corral and I'll, I'll just, you know, settle down. And then I'll talk about it online and I'll raise my fist and rage at the sky because I really did something today. Uh-huh. You jousted at windmills, what you did. That was what you did. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And, of course, people give way to cults of personality and they, they love individuals telling them what to do and how they should be and all, all of these things, right? Because people at the, their heart need hegemony. They need hegemony and they need to be told that they are part of something larger and they need to be guided along. This is why ideas like voluntarism, as lofty and as noble as they seem, are never going to work. They never work in practice. The voluntarism is just as utopian as, as Marxism. People have to be told. And not everybody are cut out to be leaders. Not everybody is. But for those self-starters out there, you absolutely are. And I want to tell you something. Where I'm going with all this is, and you probably wondered, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. What I want to tell you is the power of alternative media. The power of alternative media. For you folks out there who might get black-pilled on things, especially my generation, especially the millennial generation, let me tell you something. With American Partisan, what I set out to do, a little snapshot of the, the background of American Partisan, because it, it's really hard for me to believe, but we're coming up on five-year anniversary of the inception of American Partisan. The inception of it. The idea behind it. Myself, Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James is a, a very good friend of mine who really doesn't write a lot now. Doesn't really do as much. Um, you know, he kind of moved on with his life. But we started something together. And, you know, we, we looked at the, the censorship. We looked at the alternative media. We looked at everything. We said, how are we going to make our mark? Of course, he was writing for his site. I was writing for mine, the Brushbeater site originally. We said, how are we going to make our mark? How are we going to create something that can't be taken down? Because we see all these guys with, with really good sites. We see all these guys with really good things to say. And they offer so much to the community. But the problem is, is that by fiat, if they're hosted somewhere, Blogspot or WordPress or, uh, of course, the, the new hotness is Substack out there. If they want to shut you down, if big tech wants to shut you down, they can shut you down. So how do you circumvent that? How do you fight that? How do you fight the big machine? And the answer is many, many years Many, many late nights, a receding hairline, a lot of frustration, but also a mountain of success and a hell of a lot of pride when you're able to do it, when you're able to pull it off. Hosting is not easy and finding a web host is really, really hard to find one on your side. When you can, you value it. And we did, and it was nothing short of providential when we were able to do that. And if you build a platform like that, 
you offer to share it with as many people as possible. You know, I, I've had a lot of questions past few days. It's kind of weird that, that certain topics people bombard me with questions about, um, you know, regularly. But I had a lot of questions that came in recently about vetting sources. And, and every so often I'll get that. How do, you, how do you vet this? How do you vet that? And the thing about that is, is, is you don't necessarily have the ability to vet every single thing every single time. You don't. Nobody does. We just Because if you did know everything and, and knew everything about everything and knew how to sift 100% of the time BS from, from reality... Well, I mean, you'd be better than the CIA. They can't do it, right? We can't do that, right? We can't do that. But what you do do is just one little simple test. One, what does this person have to offer? Two, who are they willing to work with? Who are they willing to share their platform with? And with American Partisan, what we did from the very beginning is something that's been my goal. As a veteran who's seen hard times when he got out, he went through all the struggles of being separated from the service and, and you know, that got out thinking, hey, man, it's, this is going to be great. I'm going to do this, this and this. And then you realize you don't have that family anymore. You don't have that safety net anymore. You don't have that community around you anymore. You're by yourself. You're alone. I've been there and I felt that. And even though, you know, going on and being successful at other endeavors and, and moving on with your life, I still felt that little bit of struggle. I was there. And so I looked around and I said, you know, I know, drawing on educational background, I know how to help the world, at least my brothers and sisters in arms, the 22 a day veteran suicide. I know how I can help with that. My little bit that I can help. Right, and that's to offer them an outlet. That's to offer something. That's to say to look around and say, "Hey, man, this guy has something to offer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a platform to where he can have a bigger voice because people did that for me, you know." And that's exactly what I did. And so, what I'm telling you right now is that when you work hard, when you build a platform that is your own. And you're willing to share that stage with up-and-comers. Guys who maybe don't have the best refinement and polish in the world. But they got talent. And they got something they bring to the table. They don't sit there and tout their cool guy bona fides. Or how awesome they are. They're just willing to offer you something. They're willing to offer you knowledge. That's how you sift the BS from what's legitimate. So, you know, I tell you all that because that was my goal in the very beginning. With Radio Contra, that's been my goal. With Radio Contra, you know, we're, we're the number two podcast in news commentary. We're beating out Mark Levin. We're beating out Glenn Beck. We're beating out the incredible, uh, one, one of my inspirations for, for talk radio, uh, Dr. Michael Savage, we're beating out those guys. We are. And why do I say we? It's not just me, okay? It's not just me. 
You're listening to me, but if you're listening to me, you're part of the community. You're part of this team. You're part of something much bigger than yourself. You're one of those almost 6,000 subscribers right now. You are one of those people. You have made this what it is. And so you inspire me. You inspire the other guys. You inspire us to keep going, to put up with the BS. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of it behind the scenes. But the payoff, the payoff is not just interacting with an incredible audience, but it's also stories like this one. CNN struggles, CNN Plus struggles to lure viewers in its early days drawing fewer than 10,000 daily users. Yeah, that's right. Fewer than 10,000 people are using CNN Plus on a daily basis two weeks into its existence, sources said. Man, oh man, 10,000. Fewer than 10,000. I would be willing to guess it's much less than 10,000. It's probably less than 5,000. And... It's stories like this. I told you all of that to tell you this. Because if you don't think that alternative media, that your voice, that you getting out there and being willing to create something amazing, your voice inside of you is not having an impact, I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, it absolutely is. CNN Plus, we're talking about the 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 embodiment of big media. We're talking about the embodiment of Operation Mockingbird. We're talking about the embodiment of the mainstream narrative, the lies, the propaganda. And we're beating them. We are beating them. American Partisan is beating them on a daily basis. We are beating CNN's subscription service on a daily basis i don't say that to be funny i say that to be deadly serious because we're winning the propaganda war we're taking the fight to them and this is how you do it you use your voice you fight them you fight their narrative and you ask the questions that a paid for shill media is not going to ask You get out there and you fight and you fight for your freedom. You rally around the family with your pocket full of shells. You let them know you will not be disarmed and you will not be silenced. You know, when I started this podcast, when I started this, I started this podcast. It's really hard to believe. We've been on Podbean now for a little bit over a year, but started this podcast self-hosting two years ago. Two years ago. And I was terrified. Terrified of censorship. I was ter- I was really terrified of myself. And I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at this kind of thing. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to tell you that the response that I got from this audience. From this incredible family. Skyrocketing to the top 100 on Podbean in no time flat. You know. Being number two, the number two podcast in news commentary. Never thought any of that 
would even be possible. Who in the world would want to listen to some hillbilly talking about news and, and whatever? Man, I'm really honored by it. I'm really, really honored by it. And my duty is to all of you out there to continue bringing you content that not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Things that you need in your day-to-day lives. Because we're entering very, very dangerous times, folks. We see it. We see all of this going on around us. You know, but that being said, the cornerstone of everything that we do is training. Is getting out there in the real world, training with one another, breaking bread, learning skills, and getting out there and doing it. Brushbeater.org slash training calendar. Got a lot out there. Got a lot out there. I'm going to be out in Washington State next. The scout course is full. Full, full, full to the brim. Literally, uh, I am actually over full in that class, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> we'll make it work. Uh, we will make it work, but we got a lot of bubbas in there. A lot of trigger pullers. So, um I'm really excited for a huge class. Still got some room in the RTO, Advanced RTO Signals Intelligence course. So, you know, you want to get in on those courses. You need to get your communication squared away, folks. You need to get that squared away. And um, Radio Recon Group run through the forum, forum forum.brushbeater.org. I got a whole forum set up over there. Literally everything you can think of from community networking, uh, regionally focused community networking, to our communications subform, the Radio Recon group over there. We've got weekly nets that are going to be up now. They are ongoing and they are growing in numbers and in participation. Um, HF, and so I've had links going up to HF kit getting up on hf that is one avenue of approach but we're going to be doing a lot of other neat stuff as well so if you are technician licensed or have no license at all um, we have got ways to work with that as well doing some of the license free stuff cb is getting very very interesting and i'm going to be doing some work with cb here in the near future as well for local communications i think a lot of you are really going to like that but also also some of the other stuff that's out there that i think is really really cool like vhf single sideband Oh, UHF single sideband, six meters action. And the coolest thing about Radio Recon Group is, is that it is a already large community over there of students of mine and guys who are very, very well versed in all aspects of radio that are offering to help you over there completely free of charge. Get up on the forum, get active. Get on the air, get those communications squared away now. And I'm going to have a lot more detail about that coming up here in the near future. But I really look forward to getting on the air with all of you. And remember, folks, remember, you got to get out there and do it. Whatever it is, you got to get out there and do it. You cannot afford to sit on your ass any longer. Don't be a speed bump. 
do not be a speed bump. Anyway, with that said, folks, it has been a huge honor to be here with you. Episode 150. And here's to another 150 episodes more. God bless. Good night. And I'll talk to you very, very soon. This is NC Scout. Out. Back,